I think I just kind of always want to go further and I don't mean it as a great thing. I, I think it's just, I kind of want to see how far I can go. Hmm. Like we started doing more national work across Canada and a little bit with some U S clients and stuff too. And that's been a really big achievement for me lately. Most business owners and entrepreneurs are secretly sick of hustling. And if you are too, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Hustle Less, Profit More podcast with me, Mickey Anderson, where we're revolutionizing success because you should have it all. Business success, lasting wealth, freedom, and fulfillment. Join me on this quest to uncover the keys to defining and achieving success on our terms so we can all hustle less and profit more. Robert Loudon is an internationally published commercial photographer. He specializes in industrial, architectural, and landscape photography with more than 10 years of experience running his business. He has 20 years of experience as a photographer. And today we talk about the challenges of entrepreneurship, the lessons learned along the way, and what looking through a different lens, pun intended, can do for you, your business, and your life. I hope you enjoy this episode. All right. Well, you know, first and foremost, I have never had a photographer on the show and I am always so intrigued by people who work in the arts of any kind. As a person who thought she was not creative or not artistic for a really long time, I'm always drawn to people who see the world a little bit differently than I do. And so I'm really excited to to hear about your story and learn about the way that, that you've come to where you are. So could you give the audience a little bit of a rundown on, on who you are and how you got to where you are? Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Well, my name is Robert, Robert Loudon. I'm a commercial photographer. Um, I'm originally from near Winnipeg, Manitoba, which is like a tiny town in Canada. Probably and what Winterpeg. we- Winterpeg. <laughs> That's one of the nicer names for it, to be honest. <laughs> but... I'm an Ottawa, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a commercial photographer. So that means I basically work with really large companies and medium-sized companies. And we kind of create images for them to help them sell their products and services and get in front of more customers and be more effective. And I guess essentially kind of make more money and drive revenue. Yeah. And you've kind of led an unconventional path in terms of your business and your life. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you got yourself into commercial photography? Yeah, for sure. I kind of, um, I got into photography probably in my, my teenage years. And then I kind of never thought that it would be a career. And I just really kind of ended up at a point in my life where I was unhappy. And then just basically just decided that I'm going to try and went to school and realized uh, when I got out of school, there was no jobs for photographers. So I had to start a company and uh, I'm kind of like an entrepreneur by accident because I, I know a lot of people choose to start a business. I kind of feel like I had my hand forced a little in a good way, right? Like I'm, I'm happy about it, but uh, yeah. So that's kind of like how I got started. I just started with a website, started going after some of the clients I wanted and just over time it just kept building and building and building. Yeah. I, you're not alone in, in falling into business on accident. I know so many people who have a passion and they love helping people and they find that the only way that they can really make it viable is to start a business. Or the only yeah. way that they can do it and the way that they want to do it is if they start a business. So you're not alone there. I would love to know about, you know, how this 
kind of falling into your own business developed and um, how you kind of managed the you know uncertainty of running your own business compared to working for someone else? Yeah, for sure. I, I think I'm just like stubborn. Like I, I just didn't have like a backup plan at that point. I was just, I just forced myself through it. And like too, for me, like I started with absolutely nothing when I started my business. Like I had no capital, no loans, nothing. And to say like those, those first years were challenging at times, like very, very challenging. I think there's just something in me or something that just made me do it. I, I like some of the, I think like there's times I, I probably wanted to quit or should have quit, but I didn't and just kept going and going and going. And it's just kind of morphed into something. It, I'd like to take more credit for it, but I mean, maybe some of it's just luck, you know, since. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that for sure. Sometimes you, you wonder like, was this destiny or was this just accident? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and to further to that, like I always say to my wife, like, it's the only thing I'm good at. So I better. I better do it right because I suck at everything else in life. So, no, that's, that's a joke. She says that's not true, but I think it's. <laughs> it's funny though. One of the things that I've noticed for myself, at least in running a business, is now I feel very unemployable. <laughs> I've been my own boss and done my own thing for so long that the idea of working for someone else it just feels wrong. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I, I don't even know if I'm employable at this point in time. Yeah, because it's been like ten years for me now, over ten years now. So it's been. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. It would it would be hard for me, I think, to take orders from someone. I don't I don't know if I could mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he. What he... <laughs> it's funny how running a business changes us, uh, and, and the way that we see the world. I find as well. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I'm curious about because I know in in as an artist, it's very hard to define what a successful piece is. And we all are very self-critical of ourselves, especially mm. the things we create. And and as an artist running a business, I feel as though there, there must be a lot of kind of criticism, judgment, looking upon yourself, looking for mastery. And I'd love to know how you manage or deal with that, that self-criticism that comes both as an entrepreneur and as, and as an artist. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's, that's a huge thing. That, to be honest, is something maybe I'm not the best at some days and some days I'm better at it. It's a trick. Like I'm tremendously hard on myself and everything I do and in my work and that, that propels you, but there is, there's a downside to that. That's very, can be very difficult to learn how to deal with. And I just, I just want to be honest with it. Cause I think like a lot of people look at someone like in the career I am at and think that it's just all this stuff's easy and it just comes naturally and it doesn't, it's, it's gross. Right. So Every time you're growing, it's, it's can be tremendously painful and criticism can be like that. Like, you know, it's, it's a weird thing. Like you'll get like a thousand great comments from people, but you get one you don't like that might be mediocre. And it's like, it can feel like devastating at times, but I think you just, over time, you just get a thicker skin and keep working and knowing your heart, heart on it. Just keep working at it, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, it's good. It's, it's one of those things that's like, balance is key criticism is good because it makes you better uh because if you get complacent like especially in this industry as fast as it's moved in the 10 years i've been professional at it even compared to the last like 20 years since i started doing photography seriously we had like the start of the disappearance of film and professional completely we had a mass exodus of professionals probably like 50 percent, maybe more we're just completely left behind by that so in art, like you can't be complacent at this at all. So it, it's tricky because it's like, 
I feel like I'm rambling on about this, but I'm sorry. But you have to be cognizant and you have to use it and let that drive you. But at the same time, you also got to be careful that it doesn't just like light your life on fire because it can do that too. And there's many artists who have some examples of that, like maybe like a Van Gogh or a Caravaggio or something to that effect too. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm glad you mentioned, mentioned that because I think innately every entrepreneur that I have met has been super self-critical and harsh on themselves. Um, and oftentimes thinks that they're alone and that everyone else has it easy. And so I, I appreciate the honesty you brought to that because I think it's important for all of us to kind of have a little like check on ourselves, like, no, no, it's hard for everybody. <laughs> um, but the other thing that I think is, is really interesting is you mentioned, you know, not being complacent and I, the word innovation comes to mind and, and especially in, in a creative industry, sometimes from the outside, at least it seems like or it can look like you're in your own lane, you've got your own craft and you master it and you just stay there. But I like that you mentioned that, you know, the the shift from film into digital, because that truly does show that even in creative industries and in, as a, an artist and, and whatever your role is, you still have to be innovating and, and not allow yourself to be complacent. Do you personally, I'm always interested in this, do you have any practices or things that you do to help you get into um, your kind of creative juices flowing or, or maybe um, a step outside of your comfort zone? Yeah, for sure. I, I think at this point, it's no longer, I, I don't really have to work, do a warm up or anything. It just kind of, it's just become like old hat now. So it's at that point. But I think one of the things that I, I really has worked for me is, is just like every project I do needs to be better than the last. And every client I work with, no matter how small or it is a job that might just seem like maybe it's a couple hours today compared to like a month long project or something like that. It's like every time I do it, I want to make it the best one I've ever done. And I think that that works because like that scale just keep like the, your measuring sticks just always moving because it's you can't get stuck being comfortable because it's it's just not the industry to do it. And just as an artist, like I I don't want to just be putting out something I'm not proud of every day, you know? And it, yeah, I guess that, that makes sense or whatever. It's yeah. like being a, a cook, right? Like if you cook something that tastes good and if that's the only thing you ever cook again, it's not going to taste good anymore. <laughs> I love that analogy. That's amazing. Yes. I think it's so true. And, uh, you know, uh, something you mentioned there with regards to creativity, especially is, is now it comes natural to you. Now you can just kind of step in without that warm up. When you first started, did you find creativity came naturally to you or was it something you had to work at? Something I had to work at for sure. Yeah. I, I think, I, I don't know, like I, I, not everyone agrees with me. Like a lot of people say to me like, oh, you're so creative and that must come easy to you. But like, I don't think being creative comes easy to anyone. And I think it's just something you do over time. And then it, it becomes more, more prevalent in what you do. Like, I think it's just like, um, it's an acquired skill over time. And I think the kids that start doing it sooner, are the ones that become more creative in their life later on. I appreciate that. Not just because I, I agree. I totally agree. I think creativity is more of a skill than it is like a character trait, um, yeah. but it also gives us hope, <laughs> right? For those of us who maybe don't feel super creative all the time, I think it, it reminds me at least that I have to just practice more as well. I think so too. And, and also too, like just my opinion, but, don't just think of arts as creativity because you can be creative in whatever you do. Like everything's like a fine art in its own way, whether it's recognized or not. Like even the simplest things like communication is like a very complex art that very few people, me include, don't do well, right? So there's so many things like marketing, like so many things that are creative 
past it, like even just uh, anything, I guess. Yeah, I think you're, you know, I think you're onto something because we, we label things as being creative or not being creative or label people, even you're a creative and you're not. And I, I think that kind of opens, opens us up to a different perspective to think anything can be creative. It's the way you approach it. Maybe. Yeah. And that, that's something too, like, I, I don't like that term creative because I think it's, it's very, um, it pigeonholes people. I, I think everyone's a creative. I, I, I don't think what I do is more creative than someone who built a house or someone who, you know, paints lines on a road, or I, I can't even think of anything. Or We shoot a lot of uh, construction companies and construction projects too, right? So there's, you know, that you see people building like skyscrapers with their hands and tools and things like that. And to think that I'm a creative and that person's not, it's just a ridiculous notion to me. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I, I love that. You know, one of the things you said was uh, that you always want your next project to be better than the last. And I think most mm -hmm. of us feel that way about our work, but it's tough because there's, how do you objectively measure, you know, your growth from one project to the next? And so I'm curious to know when you're looking at whether a project is successful or better than the last, what are the things you're looking at? Probably quality of the work, I think. I, I think I'm always looking for like some hidden idea that I'm trying to find or convey or something. I, I don't know. I, I think like a lot of my work is just very like, I'm trying to convey something like, and I'm not even sure what it is sometimes. I'm trying to get a message. It's almost like, here's that, the trouble with communication here. <laughs> it's, it's, like a, it's like a spark or something. There's some, like something there. Like I have this idea in my head about what I wanted or what's unique about this thing. And it's like my job to kind of convey it. It's like, I don't know, like, I feel like every good photo has like some type of magic in it that connects with someone and it can change ideas, change people, anything like that. And that's kind of what I'm after every time. And I think like when I get that, like, I think that's when I know it's successful. I think like when the client's like forward or, you know, or just, I don't know, you just kind of, it's just a feeling, I guess. And that's probably really, hard to quantify but it, it's something like when you do something well you kind of just know it but then at the same time I mean that's fleeting too because it's like what have you done this week right <laughs> you're only as good as your last picture or whatever yeah exactly. yeah 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 you know it's interesting because I think sometimes we assume other people have like they have the answer they know exactly what it is the thing um, and so as an outsider looking at someone like you I would assume like oh no He's got it in the bag. He knew yesterday what he was doing. But I love the idea that you're in the thick of it, figuring it out and trying to carve it and, and find it. And it's not like just an answer you already had. Yeah, for sure. Like in the kind of like what we do is like our, like our setup for most projects is we always have like our safety shots. We know exactly what those will be like. That's what we're going to do. But I think like the real thing that people pay us for is the time after we do those safety shots is then when you're trying to push, you're trying to figure something out different or do something you haven't seen before. And I don't know, like, I like to think like a lot of my work is you don't see it everywhere. I know there's probably similar things, but I'm always trying to push some envelope or do something the harder way that, you know, it's. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. I think a lot of times we compare ourselves to others. And we get into that, oh, well, they did that, so I should do that kind of a game, right? Where yeah. We're trying to copy and mimic. But I like that you've kind of defined success as, as not doing that, as the opposite of that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of us can learn from that. Oh, thank you. That's great. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I try to do. And I think kind of like 
starting the business, living the life I do. I think like most of it is like, I try to just do the opposite of what most people do. And I think that's kind of the success in business because there's so many, there's so many companies trying to do the same thing. And us too, like we're, I'm a photographer. Like there's, there's thousands of us. Right. But I think it's like trying to find something special you do and enjoy and doing that different than what other people would do. Did you, is this something that you learned later or is this something that you, you knew you wanted to pursue being different from the, from the start? I don't know. I think it's later. I think I learned to embrace it. I think at the start, you're kind of, you're kind of wondering maybe why you're different or you're trying to be more like other people or trying to follow within the path. And I I mean, there's still that for me too. Like there is still like societal pressures and things you think you need to follow. But I think like almost every time, I think it's proven that when I trust my gut on something and go in a path that I think that feels better and it's different than what I think I should do is when it's successful. And I think every time I try to fit within a mold on something or it's not feeling right or the things that kind of, I regret a little bit later. Sorry. That's okay. That's my dog Hannibal. <laughs> okay. Never I have two failed. in the bedroom. Okay. So okay. <laughs> it never fails. I can edit it out. It's okay. It's totally, yeah. It makes me laugh every time I have a podcast. The UPS guy that always drives right by and he loses yeah. for like two minutes and then he's fine. <laughs> Oh, Hannibal. And they all know him too. They stop and wave because he goes, Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm watching the truck driver go around. So I'm just going to wait until he goes by (laughs) and the dog stops barking. Sorry. It's okay. It's always a nice reality check break. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I like that. I feel like some of them are too serious and I'm like, I'm going to be on all the time. Wait a second. No, we can laugh and have a good time here. (laughs) Yeah. my daughter hasn't come up and been crazy yet so it's all good I love to like when like since the pandemic started with everyone's working at home now it's like completely it's completely acceptable to be on meetings and dogs come in or kids walk in or you know husband goes and grabs a drink or something in the background it's like this is great like you don't have to live like a machine anymore this episode is brought to you by the hustle less profit more club the marketing solution for small businesses struggling to grow Learn how to ditch marketing that doesn't work and create a no-fluff, high-powered marketing strategy that scales in the Hustle Less, Profit More Club. This monthly business coaching program is designed for busy entrepreneurs and business owners who struggle to market their business. Inside, you'll learn everything you need to set proper marketing goals, prioritize your efforts, and grow your business. Head over to heymickeyanderson.com club to learn more. Now, back to the episode. It's hysterical. I was on a call a couple of days ago and uh, my husband had come in the day before and I was on a meeting, but my camera was off and I was on mute. I was just listening. And so he came in and we were chatting. I was like, don't worry. The next day he assumed that I was also video off and on mute and he just walked in and started talking at me while I was in the middle of a meeting. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he saw my screen and was like, and ran. It was the funniest five minutes. I was like, all right, we learned a lesson there, didn't we? <laughs> Never <Yeah>. assume. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Anyways, I, uh, you know, one of the things that I've, I've struggled with personally when it comes to running a business is that definition of success is, you know, am I moving in the general direction of where I want to go and where do I even want to go in the first place? And since you kind of fell into business, maybe on accident, maybe it was <laughs> divine intervention, you know, in terms of your goals as a business, how are you measuring success or, or, or working towards something in your business? Yeah, that, 
that's a tricky question because like I was saying before like that yardstick always kind of moves right I there was a time like 10 years ago where to just even be half to where I am now I would have just been thrilled and been like well this is great that's it but I think it I think I just kind of always want to go further and I don't mean it as a great thing I I think it's just I kind of want to see how far I can go Hmm. like we started doing more national work across Canada and a little bit with some U.S. clients and stuff too. And that's been a really big achievement for me lately. And then growing it past that, it's like I, I'm trying to look forward to working like some worldwide projects and things like that. And I think that's kind of, for me, is where it is. But as far as like success, like I don't I don't know. Like I, I don't feel like I'm terribly successful either at, at a point in time, like people say you are, but then it's, you get there and it's like, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. Do you have experience with that where it's kind of like, yeah, you know, I think for me personally, I I try to detach from the outcome as much as possible, kind of similar to you where it's like, it's not about the things or the numbers or the achievements. It's the way that I'm approaching them. And like, I want to see what I can do from a very like positive intention. I have faith and trust in myself and I'm excited to see what happens and learn from it. Um, yeah. Not out of a fear of failure or fear of not living up to other people's expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for long-term goals for me, so say like 10, 15 year goals, if I'm thinking like big picture, they're very much so like lifestyle and kind of ambiguous almost. And the shorter term, it's a little bit more objective, but I, I find when I'm thinking of that vision of what success looks like, it's very much like my family's happy. We live in a great place. Like we're all connected. We have what we need. Like that's it. And I know a lot of people who struggle with that, who are like, no, like I want to have this thing, this house, this car as well. And uh, and it's interesting always to learn the different ways that people look at success in their life and how they use it. Yeah, that, that's that's neat that you mentioned that. Like, cause I agree on that too. I think like a lot of it is just like feelings and freedom. Like, I think like freedom seems to be the number one thing of being successful to know that you're covered and you can do whatever you want, go wherever you want. Like for me, that seems like the ultimate goal, I think for me. And I know, I do know there was definitely a point in the past where it kind of changed between looking at financials and more about, I guess, more about being excited about what you're doing or what the next project is. And I get, maybe that's the yardstick. Like maybe it's the point where you don't have to worry about how you're going to eat and stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's like Maslow's hierarchy, right? Like once yeah. you've got the, house, the roof over your head and you're pretty stable, then you can start to flirt with the others. Yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> oh man. Entrepreneurship is, is wild, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's uh and I, I'm curious to know of any, like if you could kind of give yourself a message, say like go back 10 years to former you and give yourself either a message or say something to yourself, what would you tell yourself? Be more patient, mm. for sure. Be more patient, calmer, and understand things take time. Like, I feel like that's a lesson I always have to learn. Like I'm still learning because I want to just like flip a switch and things to change or get better tomorrow. But a lot of like a lot of this stuff is just repeating the same thing over and over and over again and just mastering it over and over and little things over time are just that's that's what matters, I think, in business more than anything is just doing the same like right things over time. Oh, I love that. I'm gonna write that on my wall. I think that's so yeah. true. 
Uh, we all get in like about the magic pill, right? The, the instant gratification, yeah. the big thing that's going to change everything. But but I love that idea of doing the little things or like there's um the word virtuosity, right? Doing the the common uncommonly well. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I what I look for or or kind of see that as. Yeah. yeah. If you could give a message to other entrepreneurs who are maybe kind of back where you started, where they, they fell into business and they're not really sure where they're at or what they should be doing, and they're just trying to figure out as they go, uh, do you have a message or anything you would say to them? I'd say, and again, back to this, like it's a marathon, like really understand that this is a marathon and plan for five years before you're, you're even close to where you want to be and know that. And just keep working away and working away at it. Nothing needs to happen overnight. You don't have to change your whole lifestyle. You don't have to, you don't have to do anything you don't want to. Like that's the thing. Like entrepreneurship and running businesses, freedom, and it's the only thing you can really do now for a living, where you can be completely in charge of what you're doing. You can change it. You can do anything you want, and like, there's no rules. Just do do what you want to do. Like if, if it, if that for you starting out is you have to work two jobs and do a bit at the start to get going to where you need to do that. And like, when you see that person that seems to get successful out of nowhere, just know that like, that's rare. And a lot of times it doesn't last and just keep doing the same thing. I guess, yeah, just do the right things and good things will happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. You know, sometimes we see these people and it looks from the outside like they just hit instant success and it was easy. And then like you start to learn what it actually took to get to that place. And it, it, for me, it's always been mind blowing to say, oh, that wasn't instant at all. That was 15 years of hard work that looked instant. Yeah, I forget. Someone said it. I forget. I have no idea who said this quote, but it's I'm still working on my 20 years of becoming an overnight success. <laughs> it's it's almost always the case, right? It's almost always someone who's got 20 years in, but then all of a sudden something happens. But <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Were there any uh, inspirations, any mentors, any people or figures that you looked up to or still do that, that kind of helped ground you or, or have helped you kind of get to where you are? Not really sure. Probably my parents definitely help. Uh, my wife, Megan, she's been fantastic and completely supportive of me. And then I think that's, that's probably about it. My brother has always been cool. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I, I don't, I never really had it all figured out. And I think I still don't really have her figured all out. And I think I just try things and some things work and some things don't. And then I just do more of the things that work. You know, that reminds me a lot of, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but it's something I heard on the internet, so it must be true, um, <laughs> where uh, Ed Sheeran at one point deleted all of his social media apps and was stopped consuming other people's creativity and music and listening because when he was consuming, he wasn't creating and it was influencing mm -hmm. the way that he was creating. And I think that's kind of a good reminder almost like you can't always be consuming and looking to others for the answers and the inspiration. Like you have to be able to find it within yourself. For sure. And uh, like, I would share that sentiment too. Like I, I do have our social media on, I'm not that active on it, but for me, like, I don't, I don't consume other photographers work. I don't even hardly look at it. I don't think I've really looked at stuff for five years. We'll get test photos or things or examples the clients send us and we'll look at those and stuff, but it gets to the point where, yeah, like I think you're better off not to because you'll start copying styles and think that's what 
you should do. And I, I think that's counterintuitive. So I, I think it's great. I mean, like social media can be, can be very destructive to people. It can also be good. I, I guess that's just what you do with it. Yeah, it's like, a, I feel like a lot of things are like that, where it all depends on the way that you use it, <laughs> right? Like social media can be a place to connect with friends and get closer to other people, but it can also be really destructive. And I think knowing yourself, it, mm -hmm. it plays a lot in that. Um, it's like the human, uh, the human struggle, right, is moderation, because it's always, you go too far, or not enough. <laughs> Human condition, yeah. yeah, there we go. So true. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm curious because you, you mentioned your family being an important role in, in you know, how you've gotten to where you are uh, in terms of running a business and, and trying to balance life and, and family and whatnot. Are there any lessons or things that have helped you, if, you know, deal with or maybe not forget the importance of your relationships when you're trying to grow a business? Yeah, I think I like, I think one of the key things is just having the right partner is you know like someone who's supportive and into it and you can kind of carve out time to work together and things like that like my wife megan works with me now so that's been that's been great because we can just see each other whenever we want there's definitely been times where i've been away and traveling and you know that's not always fun but yeah you gotta i don't know like i think like my relationship is my second business mm -hmm. it's actually my first business like let's be honest that's the most <laughs> important one and then the second one is the photography and i think yeah, like keep your house in order, I guess I would say is a huge thing because you can be successful at other things and very unsuccessful there. And yeah, and I think just try to do your best because sometimes you will need to put other time into the business that kind of means you miss things and that's not always fun. But yeah, I guess, I guess balance, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But understand it swings back and forth, I guess is what I would say. Yeah. I, in my experience has been very similar. Yeah. It's there's ups and downs and back and forths and it's like you, you're a team along for the ride and you, mm -hmm. you, you do your best every day. And, and I think that that's really the key is you just don't stop working at it. Yeah. I like what you said there, like do your best every day. Cause that's, yeah, mm -hmm. I'd agree with that. Yeah. When we're talking about photography for businesses, because I'm sure there are some businesses listening going, Oh wait, commercial photography. What could this mean for my business? I, you know, I'd love to know about the impact of photography and how it can help different businesses. Yeah, for sure. Like I think photography is one of the best things any business can invest in for the marketing. I'm obviously like a little biased on that because of what I do, <laughs> you know, if you sell like anything complex or a service that people just don't understand what it is, I think there's nothing going to work better than images for you. Mm. Videos are great. And like we do a bit of video work too, or um, work with other companies that do it too, but it, it doesn't have the, it doesn't grab attention as quick as you need it to. The pictures can communicate things faster than any other media form and be easily understandable by humans because we're visual. So for any business, like if you're in communications or you, you're um, selling like a house or you know, building a building or working construction or anything like that, like those photos will communicate with your potential customers better. And if you make them authentic and they're well done, they're going to do a better job. Yeah. And that's just what I think about it. I think it's one of the most important things any business could do. Yeah. And I think, I think it can be done badly too, and it can have the opposite effect, <laughs> but 
<laughs> that's that's just my opinion on that too. <laughs> Talk to me about that because I know a lot of businesses right now are relying on a ton of really not great stock images to like get by, yeah. right? They think, oh, but they're they're professional, but it, it's free on the internet, and a million other people are using it. <laughs> yeah, so it's not having the impact that you think it is. But when we're looking at, a, say, a business is trying to understand what a good photo for their business is, what are the things they should be looking for that can set them up for success when when choosing or choosing photo, uh, photographs. I think like authenticity is like one of the biggest ones we're seeing right now. We're shooting a lot more projects of companies with their actual staff members doing things. Mm. And I think that's, that's been great. Like we love doing that work and you get to see like the actual employees and like customers love that because like, they don't want to think that their mattress is just like some chemical thing made and who knows where, like they want to know that, like, sorry, I'm going off on a, engineer but like people buy from people they know and trust right so that's why we develop a brand so we create this brand so people can get to buy and trust or know and trust the brand there we go and photography helps build that brand really that's what i'm saying so yeah i feel like i've done a terrible job explaining this but (laughs) no not at all i you know in marketing uh we talk a lot about how images can support your brand, can build your brand, and can also kind of wreck your brand. Um, yeah. Because people in general want to do business with other people. Yeah. Right? We're, we're relationship driven and we're human. And, and you don't get the same emotional response when reading an email compared to seeing a picture or right reading about a product versus seeing a picture of the product or the person. Um, yeah. So I, I really appreciate that you, you spoke to that because I think a lot of us forget that. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And yeah, and like the most important pictures too are like, yeah, like you said, like that authenticity and like stock is can be good, but it can also be very not good as well. Too. <laughs> it, it's tricky because like we do sell a bit of stock too, right? But like the stock photos that are well, like if you're, here's an example, like if you're in Ottawa and your business is in Ottawa, a picture of Ottawa is good to have on your website. So get a stock photo of that. But don't say you build things locally and here's a stock photo of another factory that 20 other factories have, right? Mm. Because that's fake and people see through that. (laughs) They won't trust you. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like understand the intent of the image or the reason you're using an image in general and then choose accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of us who are looking to find a photographer and choose the right one to help us not just figure out what makes us authentic, but also like clearly communicate that to our potential buyers. Um, what should we be looking for? I think you should like the style of images, not thinking that someone's pigeonholed to what they've already shot, but I think you should like what they're conveying the messages you're liking or they, do they fit with the style of your brand and what you want to portray? I think that's huge. I think after that, you should talk to them. I think they should understand your project. I think mm-hmm. One of the reasons I think we get a lot of projects is because we're just like really excited with the projects we get. And I think if like the person's not excited to do your project, I think you should run away. Because if you, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like we've all had that buying experience. We're excited to go get something and then we get like this grumbly response or something. And it's like, it spoils it, right? Because it's supposed to be special. Like I want to be special. I'm hiring someone. I want to feel good about it, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's huge. And I think another thing too is like really get someone that's willing to stand behind the work that they produce. Mm. And I think that's not overly done as well in arts as I think it should be. But if someone's not willing to put their name on it or they're not willing to back it up or 
you know, put a guarantee on it. I think that's, I think that's a red flag. So I think hire someone who does good work and has a good track record and stands behind what they do. And I think like most times it should work. Yeah. You know, I like that you mentioned talking to the photographer as well, because I know a lot of people who have hired wedding photographers based off of their websites and their pretty images. And then the photographer showed up to the wedding and it the experience just didn't meet their expectations. Right. And it wasn't because the images weren't beautiful, but it was personality conflicts or energy or, or you know, and, and th that's a big part in the way that we show up and are expressed through our pictures too, right? Like mm -hmm. you gotta, if, you, if you want your authenticity to shine in a picture, you got to feel good, right? In the yeah. moment. And and if, if you have a relationship conflict or you've chosen a person who's not, who you just don't align with that, that's really tough. So I, I appreciate that you mentioned that because I know a lot of people who haven't done that and it's, it's bitten them for sure. Yeah. And it, it, it's funny too, you mentioned that because like as a photographer, you kind of have to be a bit of a performer mm -hmm. at times too. Like if I, if I need someone to be serious, like I got to like drop my mood and I got to get like, yeah, like seriously, it sounds weird. It's, it's so strange, but like, if I want like look tough in this photo, then I got to kind of drop my mood and be a little more gruff sometimes mm -hmm. nothing bad, but, but if I need them to smile and be happy and jovial, like I need to start getting animated and, you know, and control that. And yeah, that's, that's really crucial in this business too. And it's, it's uh, yeah. You know, I think that's actually a really great note because I think many of us forget that we have to take responsibility for the energy we bring into the room, regardless of our industry, right? So if you're a consultant or if you're a physician or wherever you're working, like you impact the other person's mood, right? Like that's just the nature of it. And if you want them to be excitable and to get into it, like you got to be into it too. So I, I, yeah. I like that reminder for all of us. It's good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, like funny note like if you're that miserable in what you do like do something else <laughs> like, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. like yeah it's a big part of your life like if it's <laughs> yeah. oh man that is also a good reminder <laughs> i just think i don't know it's true though it's true like you meet those people and you're like you should have quit 10 years ago <laughs> like yeah yeah it's uh I think it's another reminder to be grateful if you are happy and you enjoy your work, like take that moment and recognize how lucky you are. Not yeah. All of us have that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It's huge. And, and try to find a way to do it too. Like it's, you know, like I, I come from a small town. So like, I feel like I've ran into that mentality my whole life where you just work a job that you hate mm -hmm. and you stay there forever. And like, it's just a poor way to live your life. Like, if success is happiness, then that's not the key to success. Try a hundred other things. If you fail at 99 and one works, at least one worked, right? Like, or at least you tried, like, at least, I don't know, that scares me. Like, that's my greatest fear in life is to just sit back and say, well, like I never tried at anything or I didn't give it my all. Cause that, that's, that's a waste. Like that's wasting a gift you were given if you never tried. That's just my opinion. Sorry, I went off on it. No, that's I, I love that. I think it's I completely agree, right? I think all of us have a little bit of a responsibility to ourselves to mm -hmm. to try and to go for it, right? Whatever that yeah. is is for you. Yeah. For any of our listeners who are like, okay, you know what? I I get it. I need to show up authentically in my pictures. I need to get my my team out there and connecting with people. Uh, where can they connect with you to learn more about your photography and your business? For sure, like um, easiest way is my website. So it's just my name. So it's Robert, R-O-B-E-R-T, Loudon, L-O-W-D-O-N.com. And we do have the social media channels, even though I said I didn't 
do too much them. <laughs> but, I'll link them in the description for you. <laughs> yeah, they're there. You can just Google me. I tend to show up all over the place. So. Awesome. And your your images are just spectacular. I, I was telling you before when we were recording, just that was one of the things that made me so deeply want to talk with you was just looking at your images and your headshot and seeing how much emotion came through in those pictures just completely inspired me. I found it really, really amazing. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This was just a wonderful conversation. I think it's, we all need those reminders to like, just keep going, right? Keep trying, mm -hmm. keep working, trying to just make every day a little bit better. And uh, the reminder that all of us are going through it together, right? It's yeah. Instant success. So I, I so appreciate the conversation and the time. Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me in another episode of the Hustle Less, Profit More podcast. Thanks to our season one sponsor, Asteri Pursuit Marketing and Communications. You can find show notes and resources at hustlelessprofitmorepodcast.com. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate and review us where you get your podcasts. Join us again next time to uncover more of the keys to achieving success, wealth, fulfillment, and freedom. Thanks for listening.